are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, with you all on this Friday, final show of the week. Want to break down your newest Pelican, Kyra Lewis Jr. out of Alabama, a little bit more in today's show, and then... We're going to dive into free agency. Didn't have much of a break between the draft and free agency to do profiles, anything like that. But this is a weirder time anyway. I'll give you some targets that the Pelicans are going to be looking at. Targets that I think make sense for them, along with some of the names you've expected and maybe one or two that you haven't expected. And then we're also going to look at Brandon Ingram. The rumor out there is that the Pelicans have offered him a tender. That basically makes him a restricted free agent. Cool. This is the first step to bring him back on a max deal. I'll explain what it all means in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. All right, so newest Pelican, Kyra Lewis Jr. out of Alabama. We heard David Griffin and Trajan Langdon talk about him immediately after the draft. We can get some of that into the show. But overall, they were very high on this guy. And Trajan Langdon, talking about their approach, said at 13, they were looking to take the guy with the highest upside. Not the highest floor, but the highest upside, which when we talked about what this team's draft strategy is and how they're trying to build a sustainable winner in a small market, and that's kind of the key thing here, in a small market, as I've said, there's different rules that apply to the Pelicans than to the Lakers, the Knicks, the Heat, so on and so forth, that getting the guy that has the best chance of panning out or could be the best player at all of the of all the ones available at 13 makes a lot of sense. They loved how young he was. They loved his um, his speed. And one of the more important things that Trajan Langdon really hammered home in his media availability was the fact that this is a guy who's got a tremendous work ethic. You've got to love a player like that in a small market who is a basketball junkie. There was some concern about Anthony Edwards, the number one overall pick coming out of Georgia that he doesn't really like basketball. That he's doing this more as a job. And I don't have an issue with that. It is a job. You don't need to like live and breathe basketball all the time. Sometimes it's just a means to an end. You get a paycheck and you're good at it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also nice to get guys that do eat, live, breathe basketball. All of that. Brandon Ingram is one of them, right? He openly talks about how basically all he does is watch basketball and play basketball. And that's just him. Well, it sounds like Kyra Lewis Jr. is that as well. And now he's going to be in an organization that really values that work ethic. And if you put in the work, you can get out there and see the court. And after watching some more film of him, I'm not ready to say that he's going to spend the majority of his time in the G League, D League, um, or that he is going to be kind of having a redshirt season. I think there's a chance he does play some significant minutes, not right off the bat. But as the season goes on, and depending on where things stand, he definitely does some things that are NBA ready. And you can see it in games against LSU, against Georgia too. That speed he has is great. He is going to legitimately create separation between him and a defender at the NBA level. But it's not just he throws it into gear and goes and that's all he does. 
the turnovers are there partially because of that and because he needs to tighten up his handle like every rookie coming in would. But he's got a very good change of pace in his game, particularly from his, soft, uh, his rookie to his sophomore year. You can see an added degree of patience and vision that wasn't there before, trying to set up different moves. He can slow things down, remain in control, and then turn on a dime and go. Or he can go really fast, hit that dime, and stop. The change of pace in his game, this is a guy that should fit in well with a movement-based offense because the defense isn't going to know how to defend him. And if they're worried about being a help defender, if they're worried about a backdoor cut, that change of pace, and if he recognizes that in his speed game, is going to be really good. He navigates screens really well, too. That kind of jumped out at me. Uh, going over a screen when a guy when a big sets it for him and he goes, he navigates that really well without losing his handle on the ball. It's more when he drives at the rim and goes full on and runs into a wall of defenders and then struggles to pass out of that. That should come in time because he can definitely make those passes. An area I would like to see him improve upon that I think is going to be important for a guard with his style of game is that mid-range jumper. If you want to be a shot creator for both yourself and for others, you do need that mid-range shot. Otherwise, teams are going to sag off of you at the three-point line and they are not, and they're going to let you take threes and he's not going to hit them at an unbelievable rate to start his career here, though I think he will end up being an above-average three-point shooter, above-average to good. If he doesn't develop some of that mid-range game, teams are going to sag off, try and take away the rim. That's going to hurt his creation as well uh, and the shot uh, creation for others. But he definitely shows that he could be a three-level scorer at the rim, at the in the mid-range, and at the, th- at the three-point line. He's going to need to put on some weight, and this is where I think the lack of an offseason that he's going to get is going to hurt him. He's not going to be in an NBA gym going against NBA players in the summer and casual workouts and in that weight room with the Pelicans training staff getting ready for the season. It's got a month. You're not going to put on the weight and the muscle that you need because he does not try and finish around the rim as much or aggressively as you would like. He can get there. And tries to kind of loft it in or put it in off the glass. But you want him to finish at the rim with his hands for dunks, closer layups, what have you. And he's not quite there yet because his body doesn't handle the contact well. And so he's looking to try and create a little bit of space, fadeaways, things like that, kind of falling off bodies to score. If he adds that, he's going to be really efficient. I don't think he's going to get to the line a ton just yet at the NBA level, but we'll see. But he does a number of things that you'd like to see from him, at least offensively. I'm not expecting much from him defensively this year. He's going to be good. I think this was a great pick for New Orleans. So coming up, Brandon Ingram's free agency. Is it going to last very long? And who are some of the other targets the Pelicans might go after as free agency opens at 5 p.m. today? Should be Kind of nuts a little bit later this evening and over the weekend, we're going to prep you all for it here in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to all of that, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It really is that simple. These things are delicious. You're not even going to realize you're eating a protein bar. They're better than the current protein bar that you probably eat after or before a workout. These things are soft. They're easy to chew. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and you're going to think you're eating a candy bar, not something that's actually good for you. 
Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. They have some that have 19 grams of protein and 180 calories, and some that have 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, which means you haven't wasted all that time you were doing your cardio with these things because they're so low in calorie. They taste delicious. Cookies and cream, caramel, brownie, lemon, almond, cheesecake, double chocolate, uh, peanut butter brownie. I could go on and on. That's just some of the great flavors that they have. And if you want to try them, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED on you're going to get 20% off your next order that is promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com don't forget subscribe to locked on pelicans wherever you get your podcast from the only show here monday through friday for you all breaking down everything you want to know about the team no paywall anything like that just basketball talk five days a week if you listen one day a week give it a try listening twice there's going to be a lot of news coming you want to make sure you uh know everything that is going on with the new orleans pelicans subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so free agency starts at 5 p.m central this evening it should be a pretty busy time because you know what there's already been so much tampering and deals have already been agreed upon that it's not like they actually need to wait until five o'clock to have some deals announced you could announce probably a slew of things right now free agency basically started months and months ago during this time um, that the nba went on hiatus had the bubble all of that the majority of things are kind of set and done other than maybe some of the restricted free agents that are out there. And that is where Brandon Ingram comes into play. Per Keith Smith on Twitter, league sources in the New Orleans Pelicans have tendered a qualifying offer to Brandon Ingram. Ingram will now be a restricted free agent. Good. All of this is the first step in in bringing Brandon Ingram back on a max deal. You extend him that offer, make him a restricted free agent, and now you're free to negotiate with him. You can give him the max deal that he can earn, which is truly probably what he's going to get from New Orleans. But it might not happen right away. Do not be shocked to hear that New Orleans has offered it to him, but I don't know for sure if he's going to accept it right away. He may. You may see this get done really early on and we don't need to worry or stress about it whatsoever however a lot of these players like to go through the process of being courted wooed by other teams and being a restricted free agent and a wing at that brandon ingram is probably going to have people reaching out the thing is it doesn't matter because even if he decides as Eric Gordon did once upon a time, that his heart is set on another team and he wants to sign with another team and doesn't want to be back with the Pelicans. It doesn't matter because as a restricted free agent, if another team makes him an offer, the Pelicans can match that offer and he comes and plays for New Orleans. And it's really as simple as that. So if he goes, I want to sign a max contract with the New York Knicks, Pelicans go, we match and you're back here in New Orleans and not New York. So none of this ultimately matters for him because Pelicans don't want to let him go. They're happy to give him a max deal, whether it's them making him the offer first or another team. He's back in New Orleans on a max contract. But even if it doesn't get done right away, again, don't freak out because of that. But also, maybe he just wants to go through the process of having dinners with team executives and go into those meetings where they make you big presentations and do all this flashy stuff and just make you feel really good about yourself, I would imagine. And sometimes it's nice to let a guy go through that process. He's not going to sign with any other team than New Orleans. We can shoot that idea down right now. Even if he doesn't want to be here, it's not a James Harden-esque situation where he has some leverage to want out. He has zero. He's back in New Orleans on a max deal next season. And so 
It just might take a little bit of time to get it done. The other thing to keep in mind with this is maybe depending on how they structure this, you don't have to, even if he agrees to it, you don't have to fax the paperwork, send the paperwork over to the league right away. They may structure this deal so that they get other moves done first, even if this one is verbally agreed to by both the player and the team. Just some of the easy ways to kind of get some of those other moves done. I don't think it's really going to affect much of anything at all. And in fact, we're seeing more trades and other deals get done earlier than I thought they were going to get. Um, so overall, Brandon Ingram back next season to the Pelicans on a max contract. First step, they'll probably make him offer the second they can if they haven't already. He probably knows he has one here in New Orleans. Does he just take a meeting elsewhere? We'll see. Doesn't really matter. All right, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for you all breaking down everything about the team. You listen once, listen twice, listen three times, please. Helps keep the show free and five days a week for you all. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, free agency starts today at 5 p.m. Central. This kind of, like, it didn't sneak up on me. I knew it was coming, but uh, it's still just so quick after the draft and all the prep work and everything is going to be like this probably from here on out the rest of the season because everything is just coming. As I've been saying, it's fast and furious. That's like the way this is this is happening. So the Pelicans are going to be operating as an over-the-cap team. So they don't have salary cap room to use on guys, but they are going to have exceptions. The main one being the mid-level exception and the biannual exception to use in free agency to uh, bring in and upgrade their team. Those are the main ways they're going to look to go about this. With the NBA salary cap remaining flat this year, the Pelicans have the non-taxpayer, because they're not in the luxury tax, mid-level exception to use. To keep this really simple, it's a up to a four-year, it, it, it's a contract that you can give out to multiple guys. It's up to a maximum that you can spend this season of $9.258 million with 5% raises. So it's basically a $40 million contract that you can dole out to one player or multiple players, however you want to break it up. You don't have to sign them for four years. You can sign them for two years if you want. So basically, they have $9.258 million to spend in free agency with the non-taxpayer mid-level exception. The other exception they have is going to be the biannual exception. They used this a couple of years ago, and so you get it every other year. They didn't have access to it last year, but they do have access to it this year. This is a two-year deal worth $3.623 million, then jumps to $3.8 million the next season. It is only a two-year contract. Pelicans uh, have access to this. So you can't combine them, but you can use them separately. So essentially, in some way, the Pelicans have about $13 million to spend in free agency. That is on new players. They can bring back their existing guys because they have the rights to them and can go over the cap to resign them. Derek Favors is an example. And if there's no one really out there in free agency that they like, bringing Derek Favors back at least makes some sense on the surface. Same for Etuan Moore as well. Frank Jackson is a restricted free agent, similar to Brandon Ingram, but the market will be different. They could bring him back too. Um, so that's kind of where the Pelicans stand going into free agency starting this afternoon. It's not going to be the most exciting time for him. It could be exciting on the trade front because in his media availability after the draft, uh, David Griffin said there's still a lot of work to be done for this roster. It is not a finished product and they are still juggling a number of trades is what he had said. Could that have been the trades they made during the draft? It could have been um, since they couldn't talk about some of those because they hadn't been completed just yet. Or is it they have other things going on and other trades in the works 
and we'll wait and see. But it should be an eventful free agency period in some capacity for New Orleans. Some names to keep an eye on that I think makes sense that the Pelicans could target. They're probably not in the running for Fred Van Vliet anymore. I don't think they're looking at Gordon Hayward. But if you're looking to add some more shooting on the wing, and if you do end up trading J.J. Redick, which I think is a real possibility, a guy like Joe Harris could be out here that um, makes the full mid-level exception, giving all of that money to Joe Harris, basically a four-year, $40 million deal of the Brooklyn Nets. He's as good of a sharpshooter as there is in the league, passes the ball well, similar in the vein of a J.J. Redick type of player. If you think you're losing J.J. Redick and you want to bring in a guy like Joe Harris, it makes a lot of sense. He plays on the wing, size is a little bit better, I think. Gives you a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball, too. He's younger. He's also going to have trade value in the future. And again, he's been leading the league, essentially, not, not every single year, but up there in terms of three-point shooting. 42.4% last season, 47.4% the year before, and 42% the year before that. As good of a sharpshooter as there is in the draft, if you need some of that and some more depth on the wing, it's definitely an option. It's maybe not the best option out there for New Orleans. Another guy to keep in mind because the Pelicans definitely need another big in the front court that can pass the ball, that can shoot. You probably know who I'm about to mention here, and that is Aaron Baines, formerly with the Phoenix Suns. He's a guy that is going to probably get a good amount of traction, I think, um, overall in free agency. But he's older. He's going to be 34 during the season. By the time the season starts, you could easily see a guy like that going for part of the mid-level exception. I don't think it would, I think it would take more than the biannual exception to get him. He's a pretty good three-point shooter these past two seasons. Not doing it on a ton of volume, but on four attempts per game last season, he shot 35%. He shot 34% the year before that with Boston. He's a big that gives you defense, can pass the ball too. And the Phoenix Suns at the start of the year when they were a surprise team, a really good team, it was because they were using Aaron Baines in high pick and roll situations. And as kind of an anchor in the middle of the defense, it works for him. They've paired him with a bigger lumbering center in, De um, in uh, DeAndre Ayton down low. It could work with Zion Williamson. He just gives you a lot of what you kind of are missing here. He won't take up big minutes, won't be a high usage guy. It's someone that New Orleans could really look at in free agency to try and improve their team. It's just a solid veteran player that they maybe need. Jeremy Grant, I think, is the ideal guy. We've talked about him on the show here. He's just going to go for more than the Pelicans have available to him. If you want a more springy big than a guy like Derek Favors, maybe a better rebounder, maybe in some capacity a better defender, Tristan Thompson out of Cleveland is an option, though I'm not particularly high on him whatsoever. You could even maybe kick the tires on a guy like Mark Gasol though I'm not really sure how good he is anymore and if he wants to come to a situation like this. Um, and those, I think, are some of like the big names that you're kind of looking for in free agency. This is going to be more about rounding out the roster and not as much about making a splash. The core is here. It's just making sure you get the right pieces to be competitive next season. Free agency, 5 p.m. Central today. I'm excited for it. Should be a lot of fun. Deals are going to be coming pretty soon after that. Maybe a little bit before that, too, um, because everyone's been tampering and no one really cares. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday to break down free agency.